Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us at Liberty Station. Tonight we have uh, one of the bravest men in the country. When uh, Bryce, when I was uh, contending with the governor and we were opening the church, this guy was light years ahead of us. He was doing yeah. a worship service on the Golden Gate Bridge, and uh, I didn't know who he was. He'd run for Congress. I wasn't, you know, I'm not really into Christian music, sadly. Uh, I'm just not a musical guy. My kids adored him. Yeah, they said, "Dad, this guy is remarkable." And then I, I get a phone call from him because he's running for Congress. And we just started talking. I was in the backyard. And I just fell in love with this guy. Never really met him in person. And uh, he didn't win the race, but I was able to secure, you know, Charlie's endorsement. And it and it was a tough district. Yeah. And uh, he got some pushback from his church. And then COVID hits. And this guy's out in front. And uh, Courageously I, stirring it up. Yeah, courageously stirring it up. And I, I love the idea where, you know, as I covered on Sunday, don't be safe, be dangerous and wise. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what, what Sean is. Sean Foyt is our guest tonight. He's a wonderful worship leader, number one album in America. I was with you on that, Sean. Welcome to Liberty Station, brother. Uh, we were in hey, D.C. when you recorded you. that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, that that yeah. album in D.C. is it went number one, right? Yeah, it was wild. Um, when uh, we've had, I think the last four albums we've had, uh, we've done have gone number one on iTunes, which uh, which is just amazing. I mean, only God can take the credit for something like that. So well, well, absolutely. <laughs> and and you got you got contracts canceled when you uh, started to defy the governor. And and I want I want mm-hmm. you to take everybody through the Golden Gate Bridge. What inspired you? I mean, uh, you, you you're not just a worship leader. You you and your wife, your family. You've been missionaries in some of the toughest parts of the world, and then when you saw tyranny creeping in and and sawing and, and saw what was happening in the state, um, you stood, and you were actually probably inspired by some of the folks in these countries that have been oppressed. They're like, the church is going to be open, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have a, a really long history, uh, about twenty year history of going into dark. Uh, war-torn, persecuted countries across the world. And, uh, you know, I I never really thought that that, maybe that experience would would really translate uh, in the West uh, because it was just so different. And then I was was in in the U.S. for a good bit on a record label and, you know, doing amazing events, hosting tours, still doing missions a little bit. And then, you know, I jumped into the political thing, which was crazy. Um, But then when COVID hit... Uh, it was like all of the sudden, all of the, you know, the, the things that I learned that I picked up on that seeped into me that were imparted to me from the pastors and the leaders in the underground church. Now, all of a sudden, I had to kind of put them into motion in my own life. And, yeah. uh, you know, the things that I had been encouraging them in, uh, now they were encouraging me in. And so uh, it was a real wake up call. Uh, and I, I don't know if, if, if I didn't, if I had not have had the experience that I did in North Korea, in Saudi Arabia, in Iraq, in Afghanistan and places like that. I don't know if I would have done what I did, but, you know, thankfully, um, you know, you can, you can, you know, you know, when the, when the government comes to shut the church down, uh, when the government says you can't sing in church anymore, when those kind of crazy things happen, it's definitely an attack on people of faith. And so we rose up in that season and, you know, um, we started a pledge. Let us worship started as a, it was really just a, an online pledge that we were passing around mostly New York and Californians who are really the most locked down. Uh, and it was just saying, we're not going to, we're not going to stand for the tyrannical governments. You know, they're, 
allowing marijuana dispensaries and casinos and strip clubs to be open and they're shutting the church down. This is hypocrisy. This is, you know, attacking people of faith. We're going to rise up. We're going to gather. We're going to have church. And that was really the purpose of the pledge. And then as soon as we had, you know, I don't know, tens of thousands of signatures, I really felt like the Lord was saying, okay, a pledge is not enough. That's not what I've called you to. It's time to take action. And so our first gathering uh, was on the Golden Gate Bridge. It was spontaneous. Let's gather on the bridge. Let's take a stand in an iconic place in America, you know, in an iconic place in California, in a very locked down city. And let's worship. Let's let's gather together. Let's pray. And so we did that. I didn't know if anyone was going to show up. 400 people showed up on the bridge, which was just a miracle. Uh, 200 uh, crossed from the south side, 200 from the from the north side. We gathered in the middle. We prayed and declared some things in the middle of the pandemic. And then the next day we showed up in Huntington Beach and a thousand people showed up on the beach. And momentum just began to build. Uh, people were getting saved. God was moving. Depression was being broken off. People were baptizing folks in the Pacific Ocean. And really God birthed a movement in the middle of a pandemic that uh, continued. And now I think we've been to over 180 cities across America. It, it, it's been fun to be a part of a few of them. Uh, I'm seriously, I, your schedule is is, is as insane as Charlie Kirk's. And t- tell the folks, because I was so blessed by it, what the police officer said on the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, because you you were thinking they're coming to shut you down, and yet they were thankful yeah. for your presence. Yeah, I mean, when we first showed up, I you know, uh, in that day, that was at the height of the rioting and stuff too. And so yeah. I think that you know they were a little nervous. They see this this mob of people showing up. Uh, but we didn't look angry. We looked very happy. And I think that's why they were like, wow, what is, what's going on here? And so the first policeman that I met on the bridge, he was actually a cop that was on suicide patrol. And so he'd been going up and down the golden gate bridge with another guy on the other side and they had been patrolling. And he told me there were so many suicides taking place on the golden gate bridge. It was the number one destination in America that they could not stop the amount of people that were wanting to kill themselves. So he looked at me and he said, what took you guys so long to get here? And, uh, and we ended up praying over him. We ended up worshiping. They ended up the, as San Francisco police department blocked off a whole lane on the bridge just so that we can worship. Uh, it was just such a powerful time. I, I did a message on Sunday about, I'm tired of people saying be safe because safe means free from harm or danger. And, you know, uh, you you go into dangerous locations. You went into Chaz. You went into the hot spots of the mm-hmm. country, and that's dangerous. But you were dangerous and wise. And wise is doing the right thing. You're bringing hope into the midst of misery. You're bringing hope into the midst of chaos, and it's a dangerous place to be. But being safe is what got us into this mess because we're afraid of pain. Yeah. And pain, in a sense, is a gift from God because it shows us something's wrong. We we have to contend on behalf of those who are imprisoned, for the abused who are being quarantined with their abusers mm-hmm. and the elderly who are dying alone and yeah. for a narrative that's being censored. And you've been beat up and you, you've been ridiculed and you've had stuff thrown at you, fecal matter and urine and blood and... Uh, and and I was watching one of the things, I think it was in L.A. where they they knocked over your drum set and you just, just kept playing. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you're phased by nothing. Uh, tell us some of the, the craziest event, events and moments in all these hundred. 
Oh, oh man. I mean, we have a, we have a documentary that's getting ready to come out that, that kind of tells a lot of the story and teases it out. But yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, the Lord called us, I think, you know, when we saw the riding in Portland and we saw, you know, what was happening in Seattle and, uh, we saw what was happening in Chicago and New York. And these are cities I love. I've done ministry for years. Uh, I really felt like in the same way, God was sending us into North Korea and Afghanistan and, uh, you know, uh, in, in Erbil in Northern Iraq, he was sending us into our own cities in our own backyard. And so, you know, we went, we went right into the middle of that stuff. And I, I had, I was so blown away to, to, you know, see the kind of resistance that we saw in the season we did. I mean, it was just mind boggling. Um, I think it really, it was like, um, you know, it was like the moment where God really revealed that this, you know, we saw, well, of course, we know we're in a spiritual battle. A battle is not against flesh and blood. But for those, for that season, we came face to face with like literally the demonic, like it manifesting in people, you know, harassing us, assaulting us, you know, people in Antifa surrounding my own children with knives, threatening them. You know, of course, like you mentioned, we had we had blood poured on us by Satanists. And then on top of all that kind of stuff and all the crazy assaults, we, you know, we were fined. I have a, in fact, in my drawer right here, I have, I have a whole list of papers that are just all of the fines that I've gotten across America uh, from, from Phoenix to Los Angeles, to New York, to Seattle, to Portland, to Chicago. I mean, we've been fined Cleveland. Uh, we've been fined. We, you know, we've been, uh, you know, we've had mayors like, like Latoya in, New Orleans with a guy in Nashville or or the guy here in L.A. who went up and just railed on us at press conferences, shaming us yeah. uh, while while at the same time they were marching with BLM. You know, they were hosting Biden rallies. And yet the moment the church shows up to worship, now we got a problem, you know. And so we came face to face with almost this exposing of this 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 demonic principalities that we we knew that were there but this just was just a season where they were actually exposed and we saw them face to face so yeah it was a wild ride now you didn't just get pushed back from these principalities uh, of of you know demonic uh, officials but you also got pushed back from the church yeah I, yeah, I know I mean, that because I'm I, with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and and Rob, you've been such you've been such an encouragement. Yeah, I would not be able to have made it through this season without you and 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 so many yeah. friends like you. And I, I think the you know the, that actually hurts the most. I mean, we all know this in our yeah. life. You know, the That's true. The, the wounds of a friend. You know, the the, the backstabbing of a friend. The the, you know, the, the people that you wrote songs with, you, you wrote songs with, you preached sermons with, you did ministry with, they know your heart. They're not like the trolls on Twitter. Uh, they actually know your heart. They know your family. They know why you're doing what you're doing. And to save face, they come up against you. To save face, they say horrible things about you to the media um, that are not even true. And it, it's it's that stuff that I think, you know, and and, and Obviously, you know, Jesus, we have one that's walked through everything we could. It's like, you know, he's in the garden and he's just like, guys, can you just stay up with me, you know, one more hour? And they all fell asleep and they all deserted him and they all back. So, you know, Jesus has shown us the way of remaining unoffendable, you know, by by even though even the last words on the cross being father, forgive them, you know. And so this season, Rob, has been a test with us on how to remain unoffendable. It's been a, it's been a battle for sure. 
to, to remain unoffendable and and still love those who spitefully yeah. use you and and and, yeah. and 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 to I always say you know people aren't the enemy they're the opportunity but there are times where they right. really test that don't they yeah. I mean yeah and and Martin Luther King Reverend King said. I don't know what's worse, the voice of my enemies or the silence of my friends. And in some case, not just the silence, but even the voice of right. my friends. It, it's been rough. Right. But you, your resolve has been tremendous. And I, every night that I've been with you on one of these events, and I haven't been to the hundred of them, but I've been to some pretty amazing ones. Yeah. Uh, there we were on the mall in D.C. I remember New Year's yeah. night in Miami, uh, the governor's yeah. first appearance, and he brings his wife who's recovering from cancer, his first appearance yeah. in a long time, and he does it at your event. And you pray over her and, and watching, especially as uh, Jay uh, does his message. And then all of a sudden hypodermic needles come flooding up on the stage and people are repenting of their sin and, and watching as folks yeah. are being baptized. And uh, it's a remarkable awakening. And, and it's such a neat season in the body of Christ that so many of his saints are missing and and it's sad because they don't understand that you're not a super spreader of the virus. You're a super spreader of courage, and and I, you, you're you're an inspiration. You're a blessing to me. I go to these events, and I'm first of all, I'm 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 kind of shocked you invite me, and I and that, I don't say that like you know uh, we're not friends, but but the way in which God's using you, and then I get to be a part of of observing this, and then to see the pastors that come out uh, that are moved yeah. by your actions. Sean, it, it really is such a treasure to the body of Christ. And I, I want folks across the country to know, and especially if, if you're planning on coming to their city, they need to come out. Uh, and I, yeah. I want you to come here Thank and you, do Rob. one. I, I really do. I want you to come and bust it. <laughs> Man, well, we're, we're uh, you know, I think we're, we're in such uh, polarized, divisive, and really, you know, uh, we're in a, a season of crisis. And you know, what's what I feel um, in the midst of this, seeing this across America, uh, in, in my own nation where I'm raising my four kids, you know, if we don't have a move of God, if we don't have revival, if we don't have an awakening, like we're done. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you, you look you look today and, and what's happening, the attack on I mean, they're actually it, it blows my mind that people are so deceived and perverted that they feel like they have to have the right to talk to four-year-olds in school about sex. It's like, I mean, it, it, the fact that we're in this place right now shows the depth of our spiritual condition, how, 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 how horrible we are right now, spiritually as a nation. And so, you know, yes, there are political solutions. Yes, we need to rise up and use our voice. Yes, I believe all that. And and I, I, I feel like I hope I tried to model that. Of course, I didn't win my election, but I put my money where my mouth is and I didn't just pray. You know, I signed up and and, and, and went for it. But the, the, the solutions are not primarily political. I feel like the solutions are spiritual and we yeah. need a great awakening and we need yeah. bold people and we need a, people that are not that are unashamed and not afraid to speak the truth now more than ever in an era of censorship in an era of of, of polarization in an era of shaming in an era of cancel culture we need radical bold leaders that are going to speak the truth come on well I, I think it's happening because i i got to see you sean um perform uh, worship uh at amfest 
And those kids in there ah, were so fired up. They were. It was such a beautiful moment. 10,000 know. kids from yeah, across the country. I, and, yeah. you know, early wow. morning um, on a Sunday when, you know, you know they were all Graveyard up at the shit. concert night before. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I had to give the sermon after you. It was like, man, that was tough. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's happening. And yeah. it, it fills me with hope. Sean, uh, I I know your time is is you you're up against a hard one because you got things that uh, you got to do today, and and I'm grateful that you carved out some time for us. Uh, anything on your heart you want to share? And in addition, when you do that, we let everyone know how to support you and where your events, the next ones, because I know we're doing yeah. one together. Uh, let everybody yeah. know how to get connected and and what it means to be a part of Let Us Worship and to participate yeah. in these events. Uh, just take it. This is yours. Run with it. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I would love to stand here all day with you guys. I love, I love these conversations and I love seeing people get encouraged to, to step up and be bold. And you guys are, are such a gift to the body and your, and your willingness and persistence to do that. Uh, we're excited. Uh, you know, we had our first, we have basically 12 events happening this 12 let us worship events this year. They're kind of like our mega events. We did one last weekend in the Cajun dome in Lafayette, Louisiana, we had almost 8,000 people there. It was incredible, a historic unity. Probably the great. So one of the pastors told me this is the greatest uh, a gathering of unity by pastors since since the days of Billy Graham crusades down there in Louisiana. So it was just incredible. We're so grateful. We did a Jesus march in the streets and we baptized people and um, and uh, so that was our first. Our second actually is this weekend in uh in orange county and so we're going to be uh gathering starting tomorrow we're going to be feeding the homeless uh, across la we're going to be doing pop-up worship uh, across the city our goal is not just to have a nice event it's to really flood the city with hope and love and joy and then on saturday this saturday we're having a hold the line gathering which rob you're a part of and some of the heroes some of my heroes i've Really, we're doing this as kind of a selfish thing. Uh, I'm like, I just want to be with the heroes in California. And so we, we, we formed this gathering with Pastor Rob and Pastor Cheon, who's going to be there from Pasadena, and Jurgen from uh, San Diego, and Phil Hostenpiller from Anaheim, and uh, the actor Richard T. Jones, who's a strong conservative voice yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in, in the acting world. And so anyway, we're we're really excited about that. And, and then on Saturday night, we're going to do a, this is, and I don't even know if you know about this, Rob, but we're doing a Jesus March through uh, Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood. There's going to be thousands wow. of us. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I mean, crazy. Uh, Everything and, you and do is crazy. <laughs> and the, pur- the purpose of that is so that, is so that Hollywood and the powers that be can see a bold church that is unafraid to back down. And we're going to worship through the streets. We're going to pray over people. It's going to be amazing. And then, and then on this Sunday, we're going to be in Laguna Hills having a large, you know, let us worship event. So anyway, that's this weekend. We got Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. Next weekend, we have a large venue, downtown Charlotte, a soccer stadium there. Um, and then we'll be in Boulder, Colorado. I just got off the phone today with about 30 pastors from Boulder, Colorado. We're going to be on the campus of the university, which is a very intense place, <laughs> as you probably can imagine. Um, and, you know, we're going to be in Michigan. We're going to be in uh, Detroit and Chicago, uh, Philadelphia, uh, New York City, uh, Boise, Idaho, uh, Seattle. Um, you can go on to seanfoyt.com or lettuceworship.us to find out all the details of where we're going to be. It's interesting. The places that we feel called to go to 
uh, I've noticed this over the last few days. A lot of those cities or those regions are actually swing states. They're places that I feel like are going to be really crucial in what happens in 2022. Um, And so all of this is going to culminate on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. October 22nd is our official date for our permit on the National Mall. Uh, We just got our permit. We're so excited to be back there this year. And we're going to be there actually nine days before the midterm. So we feel like God has positioned us there for such a time as this. And uh, of course, you know, we need all the help we can get to mobilize. We're getting censored like crazy right now. We need all the help we can get financially. You guys can feel free to give. We would love that. But more than anything, we'd love your prayers and we'd love you guys to come out and be a part of it. If you're if you live in one of these cities we're going to, please join us. We would we would love uh, for you to see what God is doing. A, A lot of people don't know, like I'll be in Portland tomorrow with some friends. Eric Trump is going to be up there and uh, some of my other friends are going to be up there and we're doing an event. A lot of people don't know that there'll be thousands of people in Portland. You know, people don't know that there's a movement in America right now where people are rising up and um, and it's strong. It is very, very strong. I mean, the remnant is rising, man. And and the remnant is rising up with boldness and courage. And it's it's a great I, I do feel like it's a great time to be alive. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I will say since we got to get rolling, cause I know you got to go, um, Sean with, with the events you're doing, especially the one I get to participate in and the way everyone gets to support you, uh, I would encourage everyone to go to each of the sites he's listed and contribute to this. Um, Sean, it, it's been a great joy for me to be a part of your life and, and to talk to you over the phone, I was endeared to you. And to see your boldness to step into the political arena, and you were teachable. You were sincerely asking questions, applying those things. And then when our lives intersected, um, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like I'd, I'd known you forever. And my my kids had adored your music. They had all told me, "You talked to Sean Voigt." They were like freaking out. Same thing with Charlie, because I didn't know who I was talking to. I, I I'm dumber than a box of rocks. But then I I. I, I just I'm endeared to your love for the Lord and your love for the lost and your heart for his people. And and uh, nothing matters more to you than to see people captive set free. And and that freedom takes on. on a whole slew of different meanings, freedom from sin, freedom from tyrannical government. Free, yeah. and, and all and all of that is based in the truth, which is Jesus. And you don't shy away from that. And and I I want everyone to know um how much I appreciate you and how grateful I am that God brought you into my life. I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm doing something right when God brings people like you into my life. Oh and, man. And thank you. You bless well, me. Thank you, Rob. I, I, uh, I, I do, you know, there's, there's a verse that talks about how you have many teachers and few fathers. And I think that, uh, right now, one of the biggest problems in, in, in America is we have a fatherless generation and, we got a lot of people teaching. We got a lot of Instagram pastors. We got a lot of, you know, YouTube sermons. But we have we, we don't have a lot of fathers that are willing to stand with sons that are willing to fight with them. And so, Rob, you are one of those. And God's raising up a lot. And uh, and fathers are are the key. You know, talks about um, in, in Malachi four, the end of Malachi four, it talks about that. God's going to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children. So this is a multi-generational move that we're experiencing. It's not, it's not just a young people's move. It's not just an old people's move. It is a multi-generational move. It's going to take all of us 
to see the needle turn in the state and in the nation. So anyway, I'm so grateful for you. Really love you. So thankful to every time I come to your church, it's just such a blast. And I can't wait to see what what's God's going to do this weekend. Yeah, let's see. I'm, I'm all in. Last thing before you go, I'm going to show everybody how you do this. Um, you, you make a friendship and you get very little time because you're so busy. And now I have you, you're a captive audience. You're in front of all of our folks. Uh, could you look at your calendar, August 10th to the 12th? I want you to lead worship for our first ever turning okay. point TP Faith Pastors Conference in Coronado, California. Awesome. So, oh, that'd be amazing. You had me at Coronado, California. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and, and your wife is is invited, and my wife will be there. Uh, all the pastors okay. and their wives are coming. It's our it's our first gathering, and 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 Charlie and I really want you to be the guy. If you're busy, yeah. I get it, but I'm putting it out there right now. So talk is, to Jay, uh, make him put it in stone. It's a, it's a, a Wednesday, there? Thursday, I'm, Friday. I'm trying to see if I, I'm trying to see if I feel the Lord. Is there a beach? Yeah, there? there's a beach. There's a beach. Yeah, it's the Lord. Okay, I feel good. it. All right. yeah, yeah. It's at the Lowe's I'd Resort. Love, I'd love to be there. Yeah. All right. We'll put it in I'll your calendar and we'll, we'll get it all done. All right. Uh, I love okay. you as much as a man can love another man still and, be, and still be a man. So uh, <laughs> you, you bless me. <laughs> love you all too, right. man. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for letting me share. All right. I'll see you on the third. Okay. See you. All right. See you, brother. It's man, cool. what a sweet guy. Yes. He he's just cool. precious. Well, you know, we are... a Lovers of worship in our family. Yeah. And, well, you're uh, musically inclined. My family's musically inclined. Yeah. I'm not. So I, 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 I'm, I'm jealous. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm not giving you a bad time. It's but, uh, but yeah, no, we absolutely love him, and it's it's so great, and it's such a you know powerful, powerful gift. The you know, and the gift of of worship, and you know, able to to have that kind of talent, you know, come into our church, and you know, he's he's just a wonderful guy. Yeah. Uh, like I said when I was telling him that. Um, you know, I, I know I'm doing something right when God brings someone like Sean into my life. I mean, really, in, in, in no world would, would our lives connect, and yet God saw fit that we would connect because of our love for liberty yeah. uh, and knowing that true liberty comes from Christ, but to stand upon that for a nation that is conceived in that liberty and, and to defend it and to fight for it and not to be ashamed of it. And uh, he is, he's a lover of liberty and he's a, a, a precious friend. And, and he, seriously, he is fearless, just completely fearless. Yeah. And his wife too. I mean, yeah. and, no, and I, I, some of the, well. some of the videos of, you know, Antifa coming after oh, them yeah. and all that stuff, you know, it's just, just incredible. And yeah, his, his bravery and, and his family's bravery under those circumstances is epic. But, yeah. but going back to what you said, the, the true blessing of this time has been um, the people that we've been able to connect with mm -hmm. all over the country. Yeah. Because of the time that, that we're in and, and, you know, uniting on, on these things has been just uh, amazing. Yeah, it's like he, the Lord's brought us into the Court of Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking up at uh, Rise Church in San Marcos and commenting that, you know, um, uh, they're 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 saying nice things about me, and I'm I'm and they and they use the word uh, hero. Uh -huh. And I thought, man, we are really desperate. <laughs> that that you know, I, I all of a sudden get elevated in your eyes to whatever status you've yeah. you know ascribed to me. But the reality is, I'm the guy. I yeah. mean, where 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 are the? Because my heroes, the ones that had a, an enormous impact in my life, they folded, and yeah. I don't know where they are. And it, it makes me sad because I love these men, yeah. and yet, um, you know, I, I I don't I don't rise to that level of of title. But I will say, 
um, the the Lord can use anybody, and and all He's looking for, and it's not that I'm heroic. It's just simply that we're all heroic. We just have to act accordingly. Yeah. Every, it, it, I wasn't raised to do this. You weren't raised to do this. This isn't a, a intrinsic. I'm, I'm, I, I would rather just be enjoying pastoring a church than having to contend for freedom yeah. across the country and some liking and some vilifying. I didn't, I didn't, that, that's not where yeah. I want to be at 57. Well, I, well I, I know you, and I know that that's true. I also know that you and Charlie Kirk hate taking compliments. But the truth is, you guys, um, and, and you have been a hero in this time, because there has been such a lack of courage in in doing things when there is something significant on the line, and uh, and I watched you do it, and it was inspiring to a lot of people, and people stood up because you stood up. Well, I'm I'm glad they did, but then if they think that that is a great expense or some you know sacrifice on my behalf, yeah. I get to meet guys like you. I get to meet guys like Sean. I mean, come on, God is so good. You, there, you can't outgive the Lord. Absolutely. Whatever whatever you think you're sacrificing, it pales in comparison to what he blesses you with in the long run. So uh, listen, folks, um, wherever you are in, in, in awakening in this moment, this critical moment in the history of the republic, right now, uh, men and women who understand true liberty, which is found in Christ— if my people who are called by my name, he doesn't talk to the rest of the nation, he talks to to the faithful, to his children— would would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, which is apathy and inactivity, then he will hear from heaven and heal our land. And and really, right now, it requires that all of us, I mean, there's no middle ground anymore. There's no muddling in the middle. You have to choose this day whom you'll serve because they have made it so very clear. Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. And, and right now, uh, mankind needs to see examples they're so desperate, as I was saying earlier, they're so desperate that they would say that I'm an example. You you would make a far better example than I would. And, and I implore you, the nation needs you to, to be brave. The nation needs you to stand. Uh, there's, there's nothing they can take from you that you really needed. And, and whatever they take from you, you're going to gain far more that's eternal than you could have ever protected temporally. And trust me, you're not even protecting it temporally. There's nothing greater, more valuable than the celestial article of freedom for your children and grandchildren. Serve the generations to come. Don't be afraid. Fear is not part of the kingdom of God. Uh, reverential fear, and reverential fear means it encourages you, your, your, your respect of God motivates you to stand no matter the voice of the enemy who wants you to be silent. That's reverential fear. He's the why in what you do, and make sure that's the case. Look, we've all made mistakes. We've all failed. We've all operated as cowards in some capacity. Forget what's behind. Forget what's behind. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Forget what is behind. Strive for what is ahead. Take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of you. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Now it's time for God's people to stand and let everyone see that liberty is worth fighting for. And so, uh, welcome to Liberty Station. That'll conclude our program for the night. Amen. Amen. That's great. All right. Thanks, folks. We'll see you tomorrow night. Good night.